You're tuned into Bible Snacks. Not the full meal, just a spiritual snack for on the go. Alright, so we often talk about our road trip experiences, and this episode, we actually want to remember one of our road trips to California. Well, we we wanted to get to California, but it was so... We were so close because we had gone into Utah and Nevada, and um, we really wanted to see California. We did. We made it to... Nipton. Nipton, California. <laughs> Bet you've all heard of it, I'm sure. Yeah, Nipton, California. It's quite the buzzing place. Uh, and by buzzing, I mean, you know, like in the movies when you see this place in the middle of nowhere and the only sound in the town is the buzzing light that's uh, <laughs> hanging up there, just like bzz, 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 flickering. <laughs> yep, that's about it. Yeah, we came across uh, the railroad tracks just a couple miles in. Yeah, you know what? It did not have a red light. It was just a stop sign. Yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Not even yeah. yeah. I wonder if we even stopped. I don't know. We just, uh, you go over the railroad tracks and then boom, there you are in this little teeny tiny town, a couple trailers and uh, a market of some sort, a gift shop. Yeah, a trading post. Yeah. <laughs> so we you all should look it up. We went in there. We bought a magnet, I believe, from Nipton, California. That's a very strange place. Yeah. Oddly enough, they had a palm tree there. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Felt like it was this oasis you were about to drive into. I, I can't even begin to imagine for a second living in some place so far away from anything. I mean, this was talk about, you know, just you and middle of nowhere and a couple people that live in your town that's I don't know. it i mean that might be kind of cool it might be for uh, a season so when we got in there and then we're like you know we made it this far we're in what's the closest next closest attraction because there wasn't anything too attractive about <laughs> nipton so we looked up and the nearest thing was an hour and a half away it was calico ghost town yeah and yeah, it's cool we went there. That was cool. That was this old town from uh, the gold rush era, and everybody had gone in there to mine for gold and became this boom town. And then, of course, now it's just you know nothing in the middle of the desert. Uh, town's gone, and now they consider it a ghost town, so it's an attraction. Right. If you remember, um, initially we weren't trying to go to California. We were making our road trip, you yeah. know, get as much out of it as we could, but we were so close. But a little further than we wanted to be. It was like, okay, all right, well, we can just reach the <laughs> edge of California. And that's what led us to Nipton. You know, the yeah. whole California experience right there in one tiny stop sign town. Um, well, I'll tell you, when most people think that, you know, hey, I just went to California. You're probably thinking the beach or um, some fancy place, not uh, ghost town. Desert. And desert. No, that was our experience. <laughs> <laughs> but we wanted to do it because we were there and it was like, hey, let's cross over the border. At least get into California. Say we did. Um, and, of course, we made it a little bit further after that. We were closer to other stuff. But, uh, yeah, we just were so close. We wanted to just experience it. And that reminds me spiritually of talking about the woman that was healed. You were you were uh, telling me about that, and she wanted so bad to just be with Jesus and get close to Him and get healed. How's that go? Yeah, in Mark chapter five, um, it tells us, and a certain woman which had an issue of blood twelve years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus came into the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. 
And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself the virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, Thou seest the multitude thronging at thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said to her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace, and be whole of thy plague. So here was this woman who was ill with an issue, and she knew that if she was just able to get just close enough that she could experience this miracle. Verse 26 tells us that she suffered many things of many physicians. So they were doing what they thought was right. I think it's interesting that they use the word suffered. Um, yeah. You know, the treatments that they used, I don't know what they thought was right, but she spent all that she had on it. And they thought they were right. She thought that it was right, but ultimately she was not healed. And she knew when Jesus came into town, this man can heal me. And she just had to get close enough to touch the hem of his garment. I mean, that's the very, very edge of the bottom of his garment. Sounds like someone to me that is just really desperate for healing. And Jesus was her only hope. Mm -hmm. She believed that with all her heart and soul and strength. And she used it to crawl and press into the crowd and get to him. Yeah. Which reminds me of another story when we talk about crowds and Jesus and coming around and that's Zacchaeus and everybody remembers Zacchaeus a wee little man was he right climbed up in a sycamore tree (laughs) (laughs) um so Zacchaeus right that's Luke 19 too behold there was a man named Zacchaeus and he was chief among the uh, the republican (laughs) who said republicans (laughs) chief among the publicans and he was rich and he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, uh, because he was of little stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for I'm going to your house today. Isn't that how it goes? Yeah. Um, so Zacchaeus desired to see Jesus so much that he climbed up in that tree, right? He wanted to position himself in a way where even amongst the crowds he could see and and find or be found by Jesus. It says, and he sought to see Jesus. It's that seeking, again, that desire of like, I've got to see him. I want to know. I've got to see what this is about. Well, you have two completely different people here, two completely different reasons. One is seeking to just touch the hymn because I know I will experience this miracle. Mm-hmm. And you've got the other one who's like, I just need to get a little bit closer because I'm so curious. I want to see this. I got to see it with my own eyes. Yeah. We don't really know exactly what it was he was going to see. I mean, you're in your story, she wanted to be healed. She, that was her purpose. And this one, it seems like, I mean, we know Zacchaeus was a publican. That's a tax collector. He was very rich, probably known as a sinner, hated by, by fellow people in the area. And so he saw Jesus as somebody that could fill the hole that was within him. You know, obviously there was something lacking in this guy's life. Even though he was rich, 
there was there was a god-sized hole inside of his heart and he thought hey this guy jesus can fill it yeah or it could have been that there was this crowd gathered and he was just like well what's everybody doing and he couldn't see for himself to, to climb up and take a look um but I think in, in the story of the certain woman, as she's labeled here, in verse 30, it says that his virtue went out. And the word virtue actually means miracle. Um, so here we have this crowd. And if you kind of think of them as the world, even even in your scripture, it says the press as well as mine. The yeah. press is this massive crowd of people. Um, not the media. Not the media. <laughs> <laughs> this crowd. Uh, if we think of them as the world... Um, you know, all you have to do is basically you have to really set aside and get apart from that world to be able to reach hmm. out and touch Jesus. It's so hard with the world and this press thronging at, yeah, you know, at something to the point where you can't even break free. It's really hard to see the truth. But once you get out and it's like, there's Jesus, I'm just, I have to touch. I yeah. just need him. Well, that's an interesting application because basically you're saying it's like the world is pressing in all around us, keeping us from Jesus mm-hmm. in a sense. And it's like, what is it that's part of what's holding you back from meeting with Jesus is the world, Yeah, you know, whether it's the stress or just the pressures and the temptations and everything that the world has, it's actually holding you back from well, seeing and meeting Jesus. Yeah. It's what held Zacchaeus back. Yeah. The, the press of people the group of people held him back and it held the woman back to where she was only able to get the hem of his garment um i can only imagine the amount of people surrounding him so close that i just want to hear what what's he talking about with his disciples they're always together and you know other people are so close it's really hard um so i think that for the person that's not saved that doesn't know jesus and wonders, you know, if I die, where am I going to go? Or will I go to heaven? For that person, you know, be like Zacchaeus and like that woman, press in to know Jesus, get to know this guy and find out, hey, you know, is Jesus the Messiah? Is he God? If so, that changes everything for your life, but you've got to seek him diligently like this woman and Zacchaeus did. And then for us as Christians that that already do believe and know Jesus, the same is true for our just daily walk and daily relationship sure. with with Jesus is now that our relationship has been restored with God, let's not like fall into complacency and go, well, yeah, you know, oh, I won't worry about it. Let's still press on and, yeah. you know, don't let the world crowd you out from him. 